Pastor Moore's coming. He's never lost a battle. And they never will. Never will. What a beautiful presence of the Lord that's with us here tonight. And how many appreciate your praise singers tonight? Done an awesome job. Praise God. The question is, do we really believe that? Do we believe that on a personal basis? That any battle that we release into his hand and for his season and purpose, he's always going to bring us through. He's always going to win. We may not like the timing of it. We may not like what we have to endure until it comes to an end. But anything that's been cast at his feet and laid it in his hands, he's never failed. And he will never fail. Praise God. Got your Bibles tonight, Philippians, the fourth chapter, the 19th verse. We won't keep you long tonight. Maybe about a 15, 20-minute message somewhere there. Praise God. I believe it's going to go right in line with what's in the house of God, this song, and other things that's been said in this place tonight. I heard some statements just, well, actually it was today, and falls right in line with we're going to have to trust God we're going to have to depend on the Lord and but they're talking about how that across the land I think like in Texas they're setting up certain places and business that you can trade and all with by silver and gold there's some laws being passed in Florida to help keep certain companies from reach a point of cashless society in other words apparently there's some that wanted to go you know quit dealing with cash and so as they talked about that a little bit and I just caught a glimpse just a little bit of it on the way home how that they're going to set it up and try to manipulate the people start advertising how that cash cash is for you know, the drugs uh, dealers and uh, the storters and things of this nature and some other things they named. And uh, so they're going to try their way, you know, by these means to convince everybody about, you know, doing away with cash. You and I know tonight that the stage is being set, drawing near and closer to the coming of the Lord and uh, things that's the events around us and if you really take an examine of yourself, as in one place the writer says, consider yourself. Examine yourself. But you can tell by what's pulling at you, and both from heaven and from the world, and demonical forces and things to derail and try to draw your attention. And uh, the attack against the families and the homes. And man, the list just goes on and on and on. Things that are upright and wholesome and sound and 
godly. It's always working. Now, now we're raising up people who wants to question everything, want to change the Constitution, want to change, don't believe in the Bible, don't believe what the Bible says, and want to add, take, and just one thing after another. Now, all of this didn't, didn't prompt this thought in my mind in the early part of the week, but yet it just kind of helped me to realize, amen, God shall supply. God's going to be the one that we're going to put our trust in. God's going to be the one that we, we may see a time where we may have to pray it down. We'll learn how to pray. You get hungry enough and won't take that mark, you'll learn how to pray. You'll, you'll, we'll change that mumbling a little bit of complaining into a prayer meeting. Knowing there is a God, there is a Savior, there is one that can make a way. But keep you from standing so long. Philippians 4.19 My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The very one that's attacked, the very name that people really don't want you to use. Man, the very door that leads to salvation and healings and deliverance and blessings. There is no other name. No other name has been given under heaven among men. Man, that you and I can call on to find salvation, to find the answers for our needs. No other but Jesus. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We ask you, God, to help us. Lord, our minds, loose our tongue, help us, God, deliver your word in this house in the manner and the measure that you'd have it to be done. That he can find a place in every heart and soul and life in this place tonight. We give you the glory. We give you the praise and the honor, God, for the mighty things that you've already done. Not just in this service, but in our lives. You have supplied, God. You've made a way. We're still here, God. We're still among God's people to love you and worship and magnify your name. We thank you for every family that's in this house tonight. That's walking in this beautiful truth and powerful truth. We thank you for each one of them as you bless them and touch their hearts and souls here tonight. The powers of your love, the powers of your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Just going to take a little trip. Just touch a few things. Nothing, I promise you, it's nothing new. You've heard it. Most of you have heard it a number, a number of times, the scriptures and the places we're going to tonight. But to get into that place, into that area, to really believe that God is going to supply our needs. That he's going to support us. He's going to see us through. Man, that he's not going to fail us. See, we're living in a nation tonight that's become so accustomed to providing for itself. Oh, at one time, at the foundation of this nation, we had great leaders that understood where their help come from. That they weren't ashamed to stop and get on their knees and call on God and to use his name and even engraft into their speeches and the word of God and the promises of it and, and allow it to be infiltrated in to help work and to bring to pass the dreams and the passions, even what we would liken to a lot of times the American dream. 
But yet now that American dream has brought us to a place, not for all, but yet some, especially in leaderships that now they want to turn their, their eyes and put all their trust in, in means and ways of man and scientific ways and things of this nature and the power of a dollar bill. And they, it doesn't matter to some of them. In, in fact, the world that in the time that we're living, uh, don't kid yourself. You, you might be surprised how much you are being sold out. Um, this precious land and, and what this country stand, stands for and believes in. Amen. Because there's many up there. Amen. It really, they don't believe it. But they're just uh, going to get by for themselves. And you know what? They can sell out and just bless their own. But I'm glad tonight to know that I'm glad. I'm proud to be called a Christian. I'm not ashamed to be called a Holy Ghost roller. I'm not ashamed, amen, to be a one God man. I'm not ashamed to be one of them called a Jesus name only. So we're not ashamed to be called a holiness or whatever one of them odd or strange. And now they may want to, you know, classify us and, and, and you know determine who and what we are and none of that really bothers me it don't make me any difference you know one way or the other how people feel about that and their opinions about that as long as we're walking in the love of God and the truth of God as long as we're holding on to his commandments and truth and, and believing and trusting in him in the day and the hour that we're living in could it be that the reason that we don't see the medical field and please no offense when I say that but yet I'm telling you medicine doesn't work today like it used to. You could take in the time, I can remember a time the cabinet, cabinet went medicine in, it was bare aspirin, and maybe you know, a, a little something else, cough medicine or something, and that was about drummed it up. Amen. You know what? And you didn't go visit that too often. Amen. Because there was always prayer going to be made, and supplication was going to be made, because we didn't have the, the money or the time, amen, to go running here and running there. Uh, you know, we, we just didn't have doctors, and, and we didn't have family doctors doctors and things of this nature you know all the times I ever knew we ever even went to the hospital amen it's whenever the elders got sick or, or I don't even remember going getting Anthony and Harold I don't even remember none of that amen but you know what praise God but today if we're not careful we go to the hospital and to the doctors on a regular basis in fact some go to the hospital more than they go to the house of God they go to the emergency rooms more than they go to the prayer rooms We go to the medicine cabinets, any little pain, little, little, little disturbance, amen. We start looking for something to stop it. We start looking for something, not reading the side effects on the back of that bottle. It may create something more than what the little pain's about. Man, God designed this thing, amen. If it's hurting, there's a reason for it. And I'm not saying don't use doctors. I'm just simply saying you and I got to get out of the place, and America's got to get out of the place. We're not going to depend on government assistance. We're not going to depend on the medical fields. But I trust that confidence is in the living God. We know one that we can call on. It doesn't matter how small it is. It doesn't matter how big it is. We know that prayer changes the circumstances. Prayer changes the outcome. Amen. Depending and relying upon God and taking God at His word is what's going to sustain us. That's what I want to talk a, bit, a little bit about tonight. God shall supply. We're going to find our uh, answers and our stability. Amen in him. Uh, you know, I'm not against, you got to work. A man said, a man don't work, you don't eat. Can't be lazy. But you can't work a half a dozen jobs. Think you're going to be blessed. Missing the house of God. 
not going to work. Okay. I'm just telling you. You can't run, out, run after money. And I don't believe God wants to be a bunch of beggars and things of this nature. It's nothing like the blessings of God in our lives and the favor of God in our lives. But at the same time, I don't want to maneuver and, and operate my life, you know, that I can go out of the way to do certain things, but I miss the house of God. I miss being here. Those actions sent a message to the throne room about where my passions is at and my confidence is at and what's, what I feel is the most important thing in my life. If I don't take out time. So, so just let me just blunder through this if you don't mind and especially get to the last page of this tonight. Man, because without a doubt in my mind tonight, we know where our sufficiency comes from. We know who's really going to be the one that's going to get us out on the other side. How many of you are saving silver? How many of you are investing in gold? There's some. Maybe not in this house, but some. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm not telling you not to do it. But I just mentioned to you that in Texas, they're arranging it. So you can trade with silver and gold whenever this cashless society is coming. It's knocking on your door. It's knocking on your door. So what you going to do? Where you going to turn? Who you going to put your trust in? Well, let's just take a little journey through the word of God. And let's just see for just a few minutes what God done for his people. In the Old Testament. And then let's look at a few verses. What Paul has written unto us. In the New Testament. Because just where do we find our sufficiency? Where do we find our completeness? You know God. God just knows how to work through us. And work for us. You know he can send us out. And tell us amen to throw a net. Even though we had toiled all night, fished all night, and knew more about fishing than he did. He was a carpenter. Or he can send us and take a hook with a line. Because he, he didn't send Peter to throw a net. He was after one particular fish. And he wasn't after the fish. He was after what the fish had. In his mouth. <laughs> See that's, that would be silly. Them guys is questioning him about paying their taxes. I just wonder if Peter told them how he got it. I just wonder if he walked into that tax collector. And hey I, I brought my. Brought mine and Jesus' tax money. <laughs> and let me wipe it off a little bit. <laughs> Well, where'd you get that? You really want to know? You sure you want to hear the story? <laughs> you going to believe it? We don't know what happened. But I believe the story. I believe that's exactly what took place. And Peter believed it, amen, or he wouldn't respond and done what he said to do. And so believe in God and trust in God. So I'm going to take you just a little bit in Deuteronomy 8, 1 and 4. 
fact, we're going to drop down. Let's just drop down to about the third verse. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only. But every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not all upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Anybody ever have any feet problem? You ever been on your feet and doing enough walking? Anybody ever still? We used to do those marathons. I mean, remember a few years when we first started getting in there and we'd done those walkathons, amen, and raised money. Man, walking six miles, ten miles. I don't remember how far it was. I know it's down there at Broome, and we walked all the way around that place down there. And, amen. And you're talking about feet, you know. I don't know if they swelled up or not. Mine didn't swell up, but, amen, they might tonight. <laughs> they probably would. But anyway, if I walked the whole distance. But uh, but, uh, 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 but here we've seen that Jesus, uh, God, Jehovah himself, amen, as he led these Israelite people in the wilderness, amen, their feet never swelled on them. You and I do good to get through a certain Amen. Without our feet bothering us. Without our feet aching us. You can buy $25 shoes and you can buy them $500 shoes. Now I've never wore any of them $500 shoes. I'm not sure. Maybe they won't hurt your feet. But they'd hurt my back pocket. Would hurt my feet probably. So anyway, the same results would be the same outcome. Amen. If I had to give $500 for them. Amen. But you know what? They just something about that. And, and so no matter. You can go. I go try them on. Do this. And still they hurt me and they still bother me. But I've still come to the house of God. I'm going to still worship God. I'm still going to magnify the king. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. But now when I read this scripture here, knowing that they was on a journey for 40 years, amen, and I don't know just what all ages because all of them are 20 above, amen, died on the journey. So everybody, you know, from under that age, the only one that finished out the journey. But every one of them, amen, their feet never swelled. In fact, there's three different times at least, amen, it's mentioned about this situation for the Israelite people in your Bible. You can be seated. Deuteronomy 29 and 5 says, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxed old upon you, and thy shoes is not waxing upon thy feet. Amen. That means they didn't wear out. Amen. I just assumed they grew with their feet. I could see Marshall tonight. I mean, you know, 40 years. Man, 40 years from now, he's still wearing a size 2 or 3 or whatever that is, and children. I don't think that would match the rest of the body. Amen. They wouldn't just be shorts he'd have on. They wouldn't even be a good band-aid on him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So now you get a good idea what I'm talking about. But if their clothes never wore out. Their shoes never wore out. Their feet never swelled. God supplied them. Amen. With all their mumbling and complaining and belly aching. Hallelujah. He still, he never forsaken him. He never left them. He never left them to the side. Amen. He said, you're my people. You're going to represent me. You can do all the mumbling and complaining you want to. I'm not going to forsake you. What I said is going to be fulfilled. But every once in a while they had to look down at the feet. I just can't help but believe. Every once in a while they had to look at the clothes and say, you know what mama? I think this jacket's growing with me. You know what mama? I believe my shoes is growing with me. Mama you know what? We ain't went by Walmart. We ain't went by by JCPenney's. We ain't bought none. You hadn't had to sew the first dress. You hadn't had to make the first pair of pants. Why are we mama complaining? We get up in the morning, there's matter. We lay down at night, amen. We got water to drink. We got food to eat. What are we fretting about? What are we worried about? Why are we going to stay up all night and worry about?
It got as far as to Nehemiah's writings. Nehemiah 9 and 19. If this don't excite you, and probably it could be before you know it, this might excite you. When you go to Walmart and the shelves are empty, or better yet, when you pull up with your buggy, we won't take your cash. We won't take your card either unless you take. Then you got to decide. Brother Ford doesn't mention they're trying to come out now with a tattoo that have all that information on it. Boy, we're getting closer to a mark now, ain't we? transactions to take place folks you know what this thing may slip in in a way that it's going to shock a lot of people I'm trying to tell you and trying to warn you. I'm telling you the devil's going to do his best. Amen. If he beguiled Eve and others have been beguiled and the very elect, and he shortens the time that the very elect won't be beguiled. Amen. It's not a time to be playing games. It's not time, amen, to just be playing around. If there's ever been a time that you and I need to get our noses in the black book and get on our knees on a regular basis, that we would know the voice of God. I'm telling you there had been many of Christ that come before the real Christ come. Amen. The first devil amen when the devil tempted the messiah could it be that wasn't the first so-called messiah that he tempted could it be that it wasn't the first christ that he tempted and all the others had failed and come up short but all of a sudden this man called jesus a carpenter's son a man that was brought out of a manger amen and in the 40 days of temptation that was driven there amen for that point and reason but he didn't fail but he way overcoming amen the temptations of the battle because it is written because it is written let me ask you something ladies and gentlemen tonight what's written on the tables of your heart what's written on the tables of your mind what's written on the tables of your spirit what's going to amen help you overcome the temptations what's going to help you to run this race and finish this course don't tell me you're wasting your time reading your bible honey that's the most precious thing you can do take that time to read it take that time to study to prove yourself unto god not to man it's going to be worth it it could be your soul and your family's soul because you took out the time to read it. You took out the time to study it out, to research it. But Nehemiah says, Yet thou, yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud departed not from them thy day to lead them in the way. Neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein thy should go. Thou gave us also thy good spirit to instruct. Listen to it. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it tonight, you ought to get it. You ought to get it made up in your mind. God, I want it. God promised it to you. Don't listen to everybody else and everything else. I'm telling you, it's in your old black book. God promised you the Holy Ghost. God promised you the Holy Ghost. God promised you the Holy Ghost. If God promised this ain't a man, God promised it. Amen. God promised you the Holy Ghost. If God promised you a gift, honey, why don't you just want to get it? Sweetheart, why don't you want to get it? Why you want to want it? Wouldn't, wouldn't, why wouldn't you want to be led by it? Why wouldn't you want to be comforted by it? Why wouldn't you want to be saturated by it? It's joy unspeakable, full of glory. There's nothing like the baptism of Holy Ghost. There's not the power of God, the love of God that lays your head down to the pillar that gets you up and going on a regular basis. Hallelujah. That's going to keep us in this end time that we're in.
But you watch him, amen, as he talks about it. He says, Thy good spirit has instructed them, and withheld us not thy manner from their mouths, and gave us them water for the thirst. Gave forty years, didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. They didn't have the first government program. I'm not against them. Don't get me wrong here tonight. Thank God for them. Up to a point. I'm going to tell you something. They'll they'll cripple us if we ain't careful. They'll cripple your family. I'll move on. I feel a little. I'll move on. Okay, let's look at some scriptures. Let's go to Abraham, Genesis 22. and We see him. We've heard this all our life. But this is where Jehovah Jireh comes from. Amen. In this particular chapter. Where he's called upon to, to bring his, his beloved son. <laughs> bring him. Bring him out upon Mount Moriah. Said so there, I'll show you when you get there. Where to bring him and offer him up and... You know the story how that uh, they got there. He took some lads with him and Isaac's with him now. And just get there and Abraham takes the wood and he places upon Isaac. And then I, uh, Abraham takes the knife and the fire. And they start on the journey and Isaac questions his dad. He is familiar with it enough where's the sacrifice. Abraham spoke to Isaac and told him he said God will provide himself. Now, now Abraham didn't know it. But on the other side of that mountain, God was calling another beast. Amen. If you please, amen. A goat upon the other side of that mountain. Maybe that old goat had never been on that mountain before. Maybe it had never been in that direction. Maybe its own nature, it just kind of blundered and wondered, just why am I going up here? Amen. What is all of this about? But I'm telling you, the God that we serve controls everything. This is a God, amen, that can tell people, amen, to take a, amen, and take a, the ark and put it on, on a cart, amen, and take two cow, milk cows, and you can lock up their calves that had never been yoked up the cows had never been yoked they got two calves and you can put them in the stall and against all of nature amen and everything there was to work against them but they would be hooked up to that 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 uh, that cart amen and then they would head their way to Israel amen as lowing as they went but they didn't have the power or the ability I don't serve a maybe God amen I've served a God that can always make a way I've served a God that always open up the doors I've served a God that can move upon the rave Amen. Ravens. Amen. The ravens. He told the man of God. He said, you know what? Elijah, I'm going to have the ravens to take care of you. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Amen. As I thought about this, Brother Ford and Brother, uh, Brother, Brother uh, Brad back here is talking after service. And they got talking about different things. And guess what came up? They got to talking about uh, crows. Amen. And, 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 and uh, now Brother Ford told me this. So I'm going to blame him if, it does, if it's not right. But he told me that you can, you can split that crow's tongue and that thing can talk talk like a parrot I done a little study amen on ravens believe it or not ravens can talk it's in history a time after time they can talk man that would just just blow my mind here comes this raven by to Elijah man he drops him that old hamburger have a good day preacher we'll see you tomorrow 
I can just imagine that old hunter standing off there about 100 yards. Watch that old black bird as it darted me this way to that preacher. Amen. It's staying by the brook. All of a sudden, amen, it dropped him a pouch, amen, loaded up with food, and then backed up and say, hey, preacher. I bet you he done it with a lot more respect than a lot of people do in this hour. I bet he showed a lot more honor a raven. He understood the man of God. He understood the one that was dominating and ruling for him. Hey, I'm here to tell you, if God gets ready to take ravens to take care of this church and God, God will make a way where there seems to be no way because he is the way maker. If he wasn't a way maker, you wouldn't be in this house. I wouldn't be in this house. We wouldn't enjoy what we enjoy. But because he's always made a way, we've been able to be and, him, and the benefits and the blessings of his of him in our lives here tonight. It's not our own doings. It's not our own powers and ability. It's been the goodness and the mercy of God. So as we go through some of this tonight, you can go to 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, and I jumped around on you a little bit, but and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That he always having all sufficiency in some things. Just occasionally. Just when you feel like it. Just when God feels like it. Here we go, Brother Ford. He's one that's big on this all stuff, ain't he? What does all mean to you? Hallelujah. Praise God. There it is. Amen. I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight. Amen. That's sufficient in all things. May abound in every good work. I'm going to tell you something. If you're doing the good work, you just keep on doing it. Broke or not. Broke or not. I'm going to deal with that in just a few minutes. Broke or not. I'd rather be broke and living for God than rich and living for the devil trying to satisfy my flesh. You'll never satisfy your carnality. You'll never satisfy your flesh. Hey, I know what it is to load up from out of Ohio. Amen. In a place that we couldn't find no jobs. Coming home, amen. We couldn't even pay for a house. We couldn't pay for a lot of things. But I knew I didn't have no business being up there. We was going to get in trouble. Amen. And I got the boss's brother-in-law. Amen. And God got on my side. You know why? Because I got on the backside of that Ohio. Awesome. With tears running down my face, and I didn't care what they thought about me. Amen. With tears running down my face, they said, God, you got to get me home before the night was over with the brother in law of the boss came to me and said, You want to go back to Mississippi? Let's go. Amen. And we loaded up and made our way back. Amen. I still haven't went hungry. I hadn't had to beg, amen, to eat. I'm telling you, God's always made a way. I may not I'd buy a lot of toys, I may not enjoy a lot of things in life, but I'd rather be in the church and be sanctified and ready to meet God than have all the toys in the world and go to all kind of events and entertainments of the world because when it's over with in this world it's over with but in that that we make an investment in honey we haven't partied yet we haven't danced yet we haven't experienced liberty yet we haven't experienced joy to the fullness yet I'm telling you it's waiting on us on the other side so when you really begin to watch some of this amen Ephesians 1 and 7 puts it this way in whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to what? According to his riches of grace. Of his grace. As he pours them out upon us. Amen. I'm telling you there's nobody like this one called Jesus Christ. Now I'm not going to preach it all along here tonight. Amen. I'm just going to take a few minutes. Amen. To preach to you a little bit here tonight. I will have to go to the very last page. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to mess y'all up. Starting about, 
Hebrews 11 and 19. Amen. Again, encounter the little story I addressed to you. Amen. According that God was able to raise him up. Talking about Abraham. Talking about Isaac. Even from the dead. From which also he received him in a figure. Amen. You know what Abraham said? If I kill him, God will raise him up. If I sacrifice him, God's going to raise him up. If I commit my ways, God will make a way. If I make the sacrifices that God wants me to make, God will open up doors that I can't open. If I make the commitment to do that which is upright and wholesome and pleasing in the sight of God. I'm telling you, God's never owed a man. God's never owned a, owned a family. Any family that sells out to serve him, whatever sacrifices they made, I tell you, God's going to bring them out on the other side. God's going to bless them. I'm telling you, God can do things for you. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You may not have the best health insurance, but yet you do have the best, best health insurance. Hallelujah. If you don't have health insurance because you want to stay in the house of God and live for God, and I'm not saying you have to have that, but if that's a part of the sacrifice that you got to make, hallelujah, then you know what? You can lean on that to come to God, and you can bring your sick babies and you can bring your sick family and you can be committed and use that as leverage God you know I haven't done that now don't do it just cause you're selfish amen you want to buy a bunch of toys and you want to buy this and do the other thing come on now, I'm going to preach to you like it really is but amen if you're paying your bills and you're leaving in the balance that you ought to be living in I'm telling you God amen it owes it to you and he, I'll tell you he won't fail you but whenever you make the sacrifices to do it in God's sight I'll tell you what I'd rather make those sacrifices and not have those big jobs with all those benefits amen than lose my salvation and power God and walk with God. I tell you, God's looking for a people that's willing to make some sacrifices. God's looking for a people, amen. It's either trust God if you got two or three million dollars. Well, you know, I ain't got no problem retiring if you got two or three million stored up somewhere. What you gonna do though when that check's no good? What you going to do when it's locked up somewhere and they don't let you get to it? Man, they've been trying to lock this God up a long time. They've been trying to shut preachers in the church down for a long time. They've thrown them in dungeons. One thing after another. But you know what? This God, and Brother Ford doesn't mention it, but this God can send angels, amen, to cause a house break, a jail break, amen. He can send them, amen, and call them to walk right past the guards and everybody else, amen. They can go check that loose jail. Well, he's not here. What do you mean he's not here? I'm just telling you, he's not here. What do you mean? Well, he's not here. Well, how did he get out? I don't know how he got out. Where's he at? But go over at that first Jesus name church. He's back over worshiping God. He's back over magnifying the king. He's back over doing what he's supposed to be doing, what he's created to do. He was created to be a worshiper. He was created to be a one that believes and trusts in God. Hallelujah. Not on his own understanding. Believe on the miracle working powers of God Almighty. Making a way where there seems to be no way. I'm telling you, God's always supplied for his people. God's not going to fail him. I don't care what new modern day we're in. And I thank God for all the blessings and all the modern things. But honey, I'm going to tell you something. These modern things is not what's going to get us out of here. It's old-fashioned prayer. It's old-fashioned faith. It's old-fashioned preaching. It's old-fashioned singing. It's old-fashioned moves of God. Amen. That's going to move into this place and build our faith and confidence when everything else is seeking sand. Amen. He's going to lift us up and guide and lead us in this end time. So let's watch some of these last scriptures I got here tonight. Philippians 4 and 13 and I'm going to go back and forth for just a few minutes in Philippians. Just a few verses. Philippians 4 and 13 says that I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me I can do all things amen this is what Paul was trying to help us to understand watching here in Philippians 2 and 12 though wherefore my beloved 
as he have always obeyed, not in my absence on, presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God. Hear me now. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If you don't have the will and if you don't have the desire to live for God and to do the good pleasure of God, if you begin to ask him, you know what? God will put a will in you. God will put a desire in you. And no other desire, amen, will overpower it. Amen. They won't be nothing else, amen, to overrule it. When you really begin to pray, God, I want that desire because God, you're the one that's going to put it in me to start with. You're the one that's going to put the wheel in me. You're the one that's going to put the desire in me. You're the one that's going to put the passion in me. I want to speak in tongues. You're the one that's going to put a passion in me. I want to pray. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to get in a prayer closet. Amen. I want to be about my father's business. I want to be drawn nearer to you, God. God, you create that hunger and thirst inside of me. You move upon me. Put that wheel. Put that desire, amen, in me. And so he goes from that. So now you can see why Paul would make such a statement that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You go to 2 Chronicles there he told Judah that the hand of God was to give them one heart. The hand of God. I pray for unity in Bendale, Mississippi like I've never prayed for it before. I pray for every member of this local assembly to get together. Amen. Nobody waiting on somebody else. Everybody doing their part. Everybody bringing what wood they ought to be bringing. Everybody bringing every talent they got. I don't care how old you are how young you are. Amen. If you was ever a associated every part of this church every backslider I still call their names out God stir them up stir them up God stir them up don't let them amen enjoy the pleasures out there in that world stir them up God it's better to be in the house of God it's better to be serving Jesus Christ amen stir them up God those that miss service God stir them up when they miss it God they realize what they're really missing they really recognize and understand what's going on they don't understand who their help really is they don't understand with the pleasure of their soul the keeper of their lives it's you and you alone own God it's not my power it's not by my might but it's by your spirit praise God now you watch this let's go back to Philippians 2 and 13 for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure I decided to look at one of the commentaries here's how I put it He's the one that energizes. He's the one that creates in you the power and the desire. What do we see a lot of times on the counters today? In the drink section. And not in the alcohol side. I talk about it quite a bit, don't I? Energy drinks. Man, they even got them right up at that counter, them little bitty bottles. Them little, I don't know, from three hours, four hours, five hours, I don't know. <laughs> Why? We're trying to find energy. To... Some of y'all looking at me tonight like y'all need one now. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> give, me a, give me a swallow of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Get me going. And I'm not preaching against them. I've heard doctors here lately encouraging some to drink them for vitamins. Because they can't hardly handle them no other way. You do with all that you want to. It's up to you. I'm, not, I'm just simply telling you, is anybody working for some energy? Anybody wanting some energy? 
Anybody want amen, more energy and strength, man, to get up and go? Everybody gets up ready to go every morning. Buddy, you ready? I mean, you're just ready to go. And you can go 12 hours, no problem. Amen. And just, you know. <laughs> I feel like we need it, though. <laughs> 12 hours a day is about the normal around here, just to be honest with you. Most of you getting up and rolling between what, 5, 5.30, somewhere, maybe some a little earlier than that. Especially since a change, man, back in school. Most of you getting to bed at. Now count the hours up. Got to get up and go. Got things to do. Got both spouses working. Still got to clean the house. Got to cook meals that go by and by it. Well. Brother Buddy, you've been retired. I, 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 what time are you getting up now? <laughs> that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Huh. You just get to right, sit around the house and do what you want to? You don't? <laughs> so you still got some bosses? I'm meddling now, ain't I? <laughs> Just because he weighs 300 something pounds and she's got some gray hair, you know, means you got to do everything they say. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's no such thing, amen. You can watch your rich people, you'd be surprised. You can hear others, amen, that became, but they, they, most of them, you know, some might do, but not the majority of them. They spend a lot of effort and a lot of energy doing one thing and after another, tending to this and tending to that, busy with this and busy with that. Amen. I mean, you know, we just, it's just life. It's just the way it is. And, and so for anybody to say they don't ever need energy or something of that nature, I will try to remember that. Please get with me and let me know that. You better not miss a service. And you better not come dragging. I'm going to remind you. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, we all struggle with it. That's one bad thing about getting older. You don't have quite the energy. You don't have quite the endurance you'd like to have. Amen. You used to make a hundred laps around it. Now you do good to get two out. <laughs> Praise God. Ready to make the third, you might have a heart attack. So, so you walk it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So, so energy. Amen. So, so who really energizes us? Who promotes us? Who, let me ask you this. Has anybody ever been to the house of God and you felt so drained and so tired? Man, I just don't know if I can make it. Man, I'm just going to just barely get drugged, drag in here. But all of a sudden, the power of God begins to move. And the Holy Ghost begins to move. And things begin to pop and happen. All of a sudden, I don't know if you forget it. I don't know where it goes. But all of a sudden, man. It's kind of like that drug is. It's kind of like that alcoholic, amen. Amen. After he gets a couple in him, he's saying all day he's not going to go. But the closer it gets time to go, getting off to work, and the closer it gets time to going by the bar, he's going by, amen. And when he gets, you know, that first one's not too good. By the time he gets that second one and that third one in, all of a sudden he begins to feel, man, hey, I think I can get the dance floor a little while. Uh, you know, midnight ain't that bad, man. I, nobody don't need but three or four hours of sleep. Amen. See, they get their energy from the wrong place. But you know what? You and we, we get ours from God. We get ours from the Holy 
Ghost. And whenever you, whenever you step out on the Holy Ghost and, and when you quit feeding the Holy Ghost and you start trying to use other means and other ways, you're going to start to turn to other directions and other helps. Amen. If you're not careful, I'm more than some of you in this house tonight. Amen. If you're not careful, you're going to give yourself over to things. Amen. That's going to lead you down a dark path. It's going to lead you down a place of no return. I'll tell you, there's nothing like the Holy Ghost to energize you. There's nothing like the Holy Ghost. Amen. They put the wheel in you. There's nothing like the Holy Ghost to help you to raise up your babies and keep your family together. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can find strength. That's the reason I'm doing my best to encourage these babies. Get the Holy Ghost. Get baptized in Jesus' name. We took a moment this morning. It took Jalian. I took that, that Bible study. And I showed her and gave her a picture. Amen. The process what God gave to Moses. And the tabernacle plan. And the shadow of that cross in that tabernacle plan. And the, the direction she's headed. And doing what she's going to do. Amen. I said, it's like making mom and daddy happy. And the smile come on her face. You, you know how she is. She's kind of pretty solemn. She don't. Amen. But I could tell, hey, I'm hitting some notes here now. Amen. I'm making some headway here now. Amen. Because whenever it starts dawning on them. When it starts moving into their mind and their heart and their spirit. Amen. And I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. That's the best thing that ever happened. And let me tell you something. Don't you never sell yourself out short. Amen. Don't try to just satisfy your friends or satisfy nobody else. This is the energy that only God can give you. And it's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you something. Vaping won't give it to you. Drinking uh, bud viruses won't give it to you. Drinking, drink, man, uh, uh, smoking drugs or, or taking drugs won't do it. But I'm telling you there's an energy. Amen. That can get hold of your heart and get hold of your mind and get hold of your spirit. Even when you get up in age, honey, it's what can survive. It's what can sustain you. It can what will bring you out on the other, fire, other side. I'm fixing to give you a few more scriptures. This is the only place you're going to find completeness. This is the only place, the only place you're going to find sufficiency. It's not in no other place. It's not in money. It's not in material possessions. And you get them if you want to handle it right. But what I'm telling you, the only place to find all of that is in Jesus Christ. No other place. He will provide. And he's going to provide for this end time church, folks. He's going to provide for it. So let's look at a few more scriptures. This is a part of a song that's going to be sung out of Isaiah, the 26th chapter. It's going to be sung out of Judah. Lord, thy will ordain peace for us. For thou also hast wrought all our works in us. In other words, that simply means he accomplished, he achieved. God, it was by your hand. It was by your spirit. It was by your presence. Amen. That I've been able, God, to accomplish and achieve what I've done. It's because, God, you put it in me. It's because you anointed me. Because you equipped me. Because you was in the midst of it. It wasn't by my own powers and abilities. It was wrapped up in the one called Jesus Christ. By his goodness and grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Flowing through 
through us and operating through us. That's the reason we want when none else will do. He's the one that walks in the darkness. He's the one that walks up and down these aisles. He's the one that's going to heal our bodies. He's the one that's going to touch our minds. He's the one that's going to touch our spirit. He's the one, amen, don't miss the visitation. I tell you tonight already, there's a visitation in this house. And if everybody will make it a personal invitation and saying, you know what? I'm not going to miss my visitation. I'm not going to miss my personal encounter with Jesus. I'm not going to miss my personal encounter being touched by the Holy Ghost. I didn't come to the house of God for any other reason but to see the hand feel the touch of God and the power of God to be activated into my spirit and activated into my heart and into my life. I want to live. I want to live. I want to be an overcomer. I want to overcome the giants. I want to walk in the beauty of his holiness. I want to represent his kingdom. I want to walk in his counsels of love and mercy and grace. Telling you, this world's looking for substance, amen, to accomplish things and to achieve things. God Himself had promised us in Jeremiah 31 and 33, I will put my laws in their inward parts, write them in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3 and 5 says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves, in other words, adequate. Yeah, I don't care how, how good we might be, whatever, how talented, you know, how gifted, how much money. It's always going to be a shortness within ourselves. But here, here we see a man. Not that we, have, we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency is of God. Praise God. Hebrews 13 and 21 says, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. He's the one, a man, that's going to help us. I could take you to Acts the 17 chapters, not a part that's... Singers are coming. Let me just take a moment oh, and talk about it for just a minute. Acts is 17 chapters of time in the ministry of Paul. Made his way into Mars Hill. There this group, a man, was known for doing nothing else but either telling or hearing some new tale. Man, they had built altars into every known God that they ever heard of and thought of. We even had one to an unknown God. You know the story. How Paul gets there. And he begins to talk to them and tells them that they're too superstitious. But he begins to tell them that God has need of none of us. God don't have need of anything that we can fashion and build with our own hands. Amen. God don't. In fact, he goes as far to tell them we live and move and have our being by him. He's the one that gives us the strength. He's the one that's going to give us the breath. He's the one, amen, that's going to give us the energy. He's the one, amen, that's already got your tomorrows mapped out. Your next week's mapped out. He's already got your days numbered to him. Amen. And the completeness of those numbers. Now, I believe we can add to them or we can shorten them through obedience. Amen. To the word of God and to God himself. But I'm here to tell you God taught us. If we'll obey him and walk in his promises. Amen. In his fulfillment. He'd bless us up on this earth. He'd bless us with good health and strength and energy. He'd fight our battles and he'd bring us out on the other side. Hey, I'm just telling you what the scriptures taught me, baby. Hallelujah. I'm telling you there's some benefits in living for God. That the, the, You can have the greatest doctors 
they ever got. But I'm here to tell you, amen, they ain't always going to have the answers. And they're not always going to have the medication to solve your problem. But I'm telling you, there's not one health issue that God can't solve. There's not one devil that God can't bring you through it. There's not one heartache or disappointment that he can't sustain you and energize you and strengthen you to endure it. To endure it. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, it takes more faith to endure it and be more and more in the will of God to endure it than to be delivered out of it. To God's looking for a vessel, amen, that's walking the same walk they're walking. Go down the same trails they're going down it. But we ain't got to be drugged up. And we ain't got to have this. And we ain't have that. Just give me a little more of Jesus. Just give me a little more of the church. It's not a time to forsake the house of God. It's a time to come to the house of God. If I can get the house of God, I'm going to get my head on right. If I can get the house of God, I get my mind thinking right. If I can get the house of God, I get my family the house of God. They're going to help me more than anything else. The house of God helped my babies more than anything else. Keeping them in the house of God more important than anything else. We're living in a world today. They don't mind taking them to the ball field two and three times a week. Stay out there at 9 and 10, 11 o'clock. We try to get them to come to church. That's a spirit from way back. Started with Jeroboam and Rehoboam and them. So let's make it easy. Let's make some golden calves. We don't want you to go back to Jerusalem. Man, we, that's too much out of the way. I'm going to tell you something. To come to truth, to live for God. Can I say this? I felt this this morning to tell some of you this. Amen. Don't have no regrets in coming to the house of God. Don't have no regrets of serving God. Don't have no regrets. I have no regrets of coming out of the Methodist movement. I have none whatsoever. I pray for them and I pray God open their eyes and open their understanding. But I have no regrets of coming out of the Methodist movement. I married, married a daddy. I buried a mama. I buried a brother. And they didn't come out of it. But I'm not going back. I have no regrets of coming to this truth. Hallelujah. I pray for them. I still lift them up on a daily basis. I put their names on the list here. But I'm not backing up out of this. I'm not changing what God's put in my spirit. And the revelations God's given me out of the written word of God. That's nothing I can do about that. But I have no regrets of apostolic movement. I have no regrets of being godly. I have no regrets of living a holy life. I have no regrets of coming out of the world. I have none of those regrets. In fact, God helped me and give me the ability and this energy I've got to put into these youth and put into these children. There's nothing out there in that world. There's no ball playing. There's nothing out there that's better than the house of God and loving God and serving God. Don't entertain the world. Don't let mamas and daddies help you entertain it either. Find a greater helper for the great Robertson God Almighty than the Holy Ghost itself. You won't find a better helper to find a helpmate that'll walk with you, that'll love you, amen, that'll be there day and night, that'll sell out to the end. Amen. It won't give up. God's got her, and God's got her somewhere. Amen. You hear me? Every one of these young girls in here and young boys, I pray for you every single day. I pray for every one of these singles in here that don't have a spouse. Every single day, I call your names out for the throne room of God. That God will keep you and provide for you and protect you. That you won't be lured and drawn into things that's unholy and unrighteous and not the will of God. Amen. I know it's a battle. I know it's a struggle. But I'm telling you, he'll supply your every need according to his riches and glory. He'll move on your behalf. You get your mind made up and 
when your heart's sold out. God will do it. God will work in powers of demonstration like no other God, honey. I can't help it if you don't believe it, honey. But the book, amen, the book is still going to stand before us. What a time to live for God. You don't know what tomorrow holds, but God does. And your number could be tomorrow. And for that little while of pleasure, that season, who knows how long that season will be. For some, it's not very long. others but we even with 70 or 90 years of it then to leave this world undone and not ready to meet your maker to meet God after he has proven himself through the scriptures proven himself unto us that he'll make a way He'll open up the doors and the windows and help us out. I'll tell you, God will help us. You may not get to live as fancy as others. My wife drove a little old Toyota Red to sale for, Lord, I don't even remember how long. We was talking about it the other day. She worked on Heath and Matt's pride. Probably still needs to be worked on. <laughs> it got to the place the window wouldn't roll down. So she'd have to open the door. So when you pull up to McDonald's, you couldn't roll the window down. You had to open the door. <laughs> They'd crawl in the floorboard. <laughs> they sure didn't mind eating them hamburgers when you got them, though, did they? <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, man, it took a long night to get that Toyota to sell. <laughs> My wife was expecting. We bought a brand new little Sunbird Pontiac. They kept it in the shop as much as we did for 11 months. I'd get it back, boats would be laying under the hood, things I'm thinking, good gracious. Finally, I had kind of reached my 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 place, whatever. <laughs> Took it back down out of the transmission going out of it. They're supposed to cover it. We're still under the miles. And that God told me, he said, we're not going to do it. I said, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> You're going to do it. We're going to blow this place. I didn't say that. <laughs> I walked back in there and the manager was talking to somebody, son. And I told him across that floor. I said, hey, we got to talk. We're going to talk now. And I, it must have it hit him because he said, sir, do you mind? I got to. Anyway, the time I left her, we come home in that little old to- Toyota to sale about 11 o'clock that night. We've been driving Toyotas ever since. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to make up in your mind and you got to make up in your heart and spirit. I mean, she was nine months expecting. That's when I finally told that manager, buddy, I told you, I'm telling you, I had enough of it. 
I said, my wife's nine months expecting. We've got to go all the way from Bendale to Mobile. And they all had this car more than I've had it. One thing after another. Now you tell me you ain't going to fix the transmission. You fix it and get this lemon back. That's what you fixing to get. And we're going to make a good deal on another. And that's what we fixing to do. And it took 11 o'clock, but we've done it. <laughs> Why am I saying all of this? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people may not would have drove that little Toyota to say. How many of you remember Aunt Diane's little red Toyota wagon? <laughs> Carried a many a miles. Now, I'm not saying, don't please don't take this wrong. It's not what you drive. It's either way. I believe God can, I believe God's blessed some in this house with ninety and hundred thousand dollar trucks and and you know what? But they're still living for God. They stand it right. But the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter what you drive. It's how you how you allow life and how you make up in your mind. I'm gonna make the sacrifices that God wants me to make. I'm gonna put it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do what God wants me to do. How do you remember a year? Before I went in, before I became pastor of this church, how do you remember what I had done? Sold my house. The house I was raised in. Had some brothers, one particular one, didn't like it. He didn't pay for nothing, but I bought that house. He wouldn't give to me. I bought it. I bought the land. I didn't inherit it. I bought it. But I felt the pull of God said, hey, man, it's time to go. It's time to make a move. Right at one year prior to ever becoming pastor here, I sold that house and bought a trailer. Moved down to the end of that road. And one year after that's when Brother Parker left here. And I became pastor of this church. Now, if you'd asked me that year before that, that was going to happen, I said, ain't no way under the sun. But it did. I remember Sister Linda Whittington, Mr. Robert Whittington was our superintendent. When he got word of it, he called me up to his office. Just me and him in that office. I seen a side of Mr. Robert Whittington I'd never seen. He sat at that desk and he looked at me. He said, man, you sure you want to do this? He kind of reminded me of the history of all the previous pastors. What had unfolded and what had happened. He said, man, why don't you at least just hang on and see it for six months. See how it's going to work out. I said, Mr. Robert, I can't do that. And I watched him with tears running down the side of his face talking to me. Trying to persuade me and not to step into this. I had some rode the same van. and They'd make statements about... Let some of that stuff float across from that road over here. Amen. One thing after another. But you know what? We're still here. This thing is still true. This thing will still deliver. Set you free. But you've got you to be willing to listen to the word of God. And obey the word of God. Here's the thing. If you don't, it's going to show up somewhere down the road now. I can't prevent that. I can't stop that. You can blame the pastor. You can blame my family. You can blame this church. You can blame maybe who you want. You can even blame God. They're going to do it in the end time. They're going to shake their fist at him. They're going to say all kind of things up to him. But I'm telling you, God's got us an opportunity tonight that we can get things right with him and keep him right. 
Amen. Because he's promised us he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That he'll supply our every need according to his riches and glory. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. As long as we're managing right and being faithful stewards and doing like we ought to do, God's going to see us through. We don't have to fret and worry about it. God's going to see us through. Now, if we're doing things we don't have no business, then God's not held accountable to it. Hallelujah. And that's when things happen. And God knows. I don't know, but God knows. You see what I'm saying? telling you tonight? God knows. Amen. You can't fool, you fool me and fool her, but you nobody's going to fool God. You're not going to fool God. He knows where you're at when you go in the nighttime. He knows where you're at when you go in the daytime. He knows where you was at when you made that decision. He knows. He knows. But he loves us tonight. He didn't want to leave the Israelites. All of their mumbling coming up short. He never forsaken them. God, see, he doesn't want to forsake us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to guide us. He wants to give us revival. He wants us to be such unity and love in this local assembly toward one another. Every vessel in this house making it with God's hand and God's favor upon our lives, helping us. Folks, we're going to have to have God's help in this end time. Are you hearing me tonight? We're going to have to have God's help. These altars are open. They've got a song getting it ready. What about it tonight? Why don't you just kind of step out and say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. I got some dilemmas. I got some situations. But God, I'm going to start praying even tonight that you're going to give me some energy. That you're going to give me some strength. That you're going to give me some ability like I've never had before. Amen. To walk in the Holy Ghost. Walk in the powers and the goodness and the mercy of God. Doing the work that God wants us to do in this time and hour that we're living in tonight. God bless you tonight. We love you and appreciate you. Let's call on the Lord here tonight.
you know they really have sung the right song here tonight? Scriptures that I pulled out tonight, if you go back and look at some of them, it talks about Paul saying and being content. Being content. You got food, raiment, and the promise that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Be content. Hallelujah. How many is content? No, I'm not even going to ask that. But how many of us really are, are, we, are we content or not? Would, would we, do we really believe what we just sang? Just, yeah, just, you know, as long as I got the Lord, as long as I got the gospel. these other things really don't matter as long as Jesus Christ is in my life and I got this personal relationship with him that I know him I know him by his voice and his touch I know that I'm pleasing him and and you know what Jesus now watch this is he pleasing us? Are we happy with him? Are we content? We sung before this that he, he never lost a battle. I tell you, God's, God's it's a lot deeper here tonight than we realize. The list is a lot longer than we want to admit it is. Things we'd like to change and outcomes of situations. But Brother Ford, all God can really do is go back and look at the book and say, you know what? I got to look at me. Not him. I got to look at me. Why this is where it's at. And in the dilemma it's in. God didn't fail me. And you know what? If I really cast it at his feet and lay it at his feet, he won't fail me now either. He'll bring me out. It may not all be where I'd want it, but how I'd want it. Lord bless you. You can be seated. Just ponder some of this tonight, this week. Satisfied, content in the Lord and in the works of God in our lives and call the election. I'm not talking about that. Nobody's, you know, you don't reach a place where, no, but, but to know that he's working for us, that he's with us, he's going to see us through. <laughs> Amen. I just don't want us to get so caught up in the hustle and bustle. wrong things and and hey I believe God can give us some millionaires but I don't want them losing their souls over getting it okay there's a good balance to that it takes just as much faith to have all that and handle it right is it not to have it and keep the right attitude too Proverb talks about leaving between the two Really look at Proverbs. Living real comfortable.
I don't want to be support that I got to pull a gun and go rob this bank. <laughs> Neither do I want to have so much money and everything that I don't depend on nobody or God or nobody else. And I can just do my own thing. No, just put me somewhere in between, God. Because you know what I can handle and what I can't handle. And if I can't handle it, God, I'll just live from paycheck to paycheck. Praise God. I want to be saved. I believe you want to be saved. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't want to be saved. Amen. God bless you. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Mother Sound Man, we got any birthdays back there? If you wake up, I see you jerk your head up finally. <laughs> Slap him, Olivia. Oh, oh, we got one walking right up here, though. Anyone else? Don't want to miss no one. All right. Let's sing happy birthday to Ivory tonight. All right. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries? All right. Let's sing happy anniversary, Brother Tony and Sister Shelley, tonight. you tonight appreciate you don't forget october the 7th on top of us do we need make some announcements chips snack cakes and about 300 of each okay okay individual bags okay all right. Okay. Anybody wants to sing, be a part of it, please get with Sister Mail. Get in the lineup, okay? All right. Announce it, let people know, invite them, you know, plan, try to be there, help out whatever, every way you can. Amen. It's our community, folks. It's our community. So be there to just love them, care for them, see them, talk to them, invite them to church, all that good stuff. All right?
Let's stand. Praise God. Let's ask, ask the blessing over the food tonight. Lord, we love and appreciate you tonight. Thankful for your goodness, your grace, and mercy as you reach down and touch our lives. We give all the honor and the praise and glory unto you. We ask you to bless the hands prepared this meal as we receive it in thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Appreciate you.